For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to talk about all of the AI things that LinkedIn is adding. Some of them are going to be really helpful to us as marketers, and some of them, I think, could get us in trouble. So we'll talk about that. And something that a lot of the other social networks are charging for, LinkedIn is now kind of offering us for free. So we'll break that down and lots more on today's show. My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a production of Social Media Examiner, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Today, I'm joined by Judy Fox. Judy is a LinkedIn strategist, and her course is called the LinkedIn Business Accelerator Program. Judy, welcome back to the show. Excited to be here. <laughs> so AI is a thing that you know we can't ignore, and they keep adding new things. And so one of the things that LinkedIn is doing is what they're calling generative AI feed posts, which I think is really cool and kind of odd at the same time. So first, explain to us exactly what this is. <laughs> Yes. So when you click that you want to start creating a post, it's going to have a block now that says start writing your post and it'll give you prompts. It'll say start with your opinion, start discussing a topic. So as you start to discuss that, it's going to start generating a post for you with AI tool. I have not been able to literally generate an AI post yet myself, but it is rolling out and it does look pretty cool. Instead of having to head over to a chat GPT or somewhere external, it's happening inside of LinkedIn when you try to write a post. Well, and even people that are skilled at writing posts, I think are finding when we play with tools like chat GPT, it's like, I probably could have written that, but not that fast. It's writer's block. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have hit writer's block and the feeling of being able to start writing something and see a few phrases can trigger you just to write the rest, which I think is the power right now in that feature. Well, and we have to keep in mind too, the reason I'm excited for some of this AI stuff on LinkedIn is OpenAI, who created ChatGPT, is their biggest investor and shareholder, I think, is Microsoft who also owns LinkedIn. I mean, let's be honest, Judy, I know you love LinkedIn, but they're sort of late to the party on a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> they're the giant cruise ship that takes a long time to turn. Yes. And this might be really interesting to see kind of what they do with AI. The interesting part about it that from the stuff I read was, is the AI going to generate an opinion for us to then use? <laughs> it sounds like it's not. It sounds like it says okay. you start writing out your opinion. 
And then we will try to create sentences that support what you just said. Because, yes, you are correct. I don't think it's supposed to have an opinion, but. <laughs> That's the part that I thought was kind of dangerous, especially if somebody's trying to just like get it done because of whatever reason. And then they're like, you write, help me take a stance on such and such. And it's like, oh, here you go. And you're like, okay, great. Publish. Yes. And then later on, you're like, I didn't say that. Oh, no. It's saying uh, it's going to be an AI powered assistant just to give okay. you your first draft and you start with your opinion you start sharing your advice, you start sharing what you just learned. And I kind of can see how AI can take a chunk of that paragraph and start to generate words that support what you just said. So I do like that. It's coming from you first. And I've used ChatGPT sometimes before to like, I'll say, here's, I believe this to be true. Why might people argue with me? And you could do the same thing for your opinion. Like sometimes we just feel something, we believe something, and we don't necessarily know why. And so it would be a way to kind of get some backing data for your information. Just keep in mind for anyone who is in a topical industry, like everything that's built on chat GPT, it doesn't know anything after 2021. So something to keep in mind there that I think is uh, important. So a few other things that LinkedIn is doing with AI, some of which we've reported before, but some of these I know you're especially excited about. So give us kind of a quick roundup of the other AI mm. stuff that people can use marketing on LinkedIn. AI Roundup. So <laughs> we have, wait, one, two, three. So I've got four in front of me right now. One that we just talked about. I'm going to count that one. So the okay. post prompts when you click start a post. The second one is going to be AI collaborative articles to earn you a top voice on LinkedIn, which hello, I love. I'm starting from like my favorites going down. <laughs> Okay. It's changed my entire experience on LinkedIn, and I love having the top voice in social media now on my profile because of that feature. The third one is it'll say ideas for your next post, and it'll have a question for you to answer, mm. which I think is a little bit different than that generative where you have to start typing in to get AI to say something. This is AI giving you something to prompt you with a question in your industry. And the final one is saying, conversations happening now and really trying to drive traffic for people to repost. So it's an entire AI generated. What they view as popular is considered based on what is being reposted in your industry. So there's your four AI tools right now. That's interesting because, you know, one of the things as a lifelong content creator, you know, we've always said, it's like, if you can join the conversation that's already happening, then people don't need to be updated on what it is and loop them in and any of that. There are, you know, in the same sense that if it's Christmas time and your audience celebrates Christmas, you can talk about Christmas and that will do better than you just talking about Tuesday or something like yes. that. So yeah. Ooh, can I say a red flag to watch out for though? Yeah. We're kind of navigating this like, ooh, it's a dance. Basically, when it comes to these ideas for your next post and conversations happening, some of that could be triggered by content that is not authentic already at the beginning. So it's like AI adding on to AI. So I just want to be careful that when you really look at the conversations they're triggering to say conversations happening now, they're not AI conversations. I know that's really tough, but it's like, let's double down on conversations that were originally generated by AI. Yeah, that's a great point. Oh, goodness. 
<laughs> the future is clearly now. Another thing that you may be hearing about a lot, by the way, of course, is Web3. And if you want to stay ahead of the curve on this, I'm so excited. Social Media Examiner has this beginner-friendly course that you can take, stay relevant in the rapidly evolving digital landscape, sees new valuable options for business growth. Jump into this right now. Like I said, it's completely free, so you can learn about Web3 and be ahead of the curve. Go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash Web three course. The three is the number three. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash web three course. So something that Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are all charging for, LinkedIn is kind of giving away for free. And that is the ability to get verified and bring a little bit more transparency on LinkedIn among users. So talk to us about these verification tools that LinkedIn is rolling out. And just to give you two buckets. LinkedIn verification is going to be different than having that LinkedIn badge that you have LinkedIn premium on your profile. But yes, when you go to somebody's profile that has been and showed their government ID, it's going to basically say this person is who they say they are. They're not an AI generated account and they are working for the company, especially if you have a company email verification set up. You have two ways to make sure with a code and with a government ID to literally be like, this is who, this is a real person. This is a real person who works for a real company. And verification is powerful because we are in this world now where you can generate amazing images that look real. Well, and the interesting thing with this too, it's happening and it's not just about jobs and things like that. This is already happening where companies are sending money to alleged influencers who don't actually exist. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's interesting to see this and see if that will kind of continue in other places as well. LinkedIn's saying they're seeing an influx of AI-generated profiles that are built with AI. So they're now saying we need to add that verification because of trust. And LinkedIn has historically been built on networking with people you know. So if they are literally still kind of leaning a little bit in that space, we have to have trust to convert business, to convert opportunities, to have brand reputation. Because I reached out to somebody recently, it was just an example, but an employee was doing something that was not professional. And I just let somebody know and they said, ah, oh, that's not an employee. Mm. So those are really tough situations that I think an entire brand can go downhill if somebody says they work for somebody and they are out there doing inappropriate things. Well, there's a politician right now here in the U.S. who's busted for lying on his resume. But And that's oh, one of no. the other things you're doing. Like I remember when I worked in an agency and we'd create company pages on LinkedIn, you'd have to have a company email address to sort of verify that you, know, you represented the company. And now they're adding that as well, as I understand, to show that you actually work at a company. Is that the way that works? Yeah, basically they're doubling down on adding new tools for profiles and company pages and just making it all work together. Okay. So that way you can't say on your personal profile that you work for that company. Okay. A couple of interesting updates for LinkedIn ads, whether you are currently advertising on LinkedIn or it might be something you might start doing in the next 12 months. So tell us what is going on with the LinkedIn ad updates right now. Yeah, I think it's mainly that LinkedIn is trying to be able to say, hey, you can get access to our brand partnership now, not just be an ad that is scrollable on LinkedIn, but be able to basically navigate how that gets pushed out to some of the members beyond LinkedIn. So if I go to, and I was trying to find out all their partnerships, but I don't know about you, but I had a hard time finding all of the partnerships underneath the LinkedIn 
ad network or whatever we want to call it. What are they calling it again? Mm. The LinkedIn? LinkedIn audience network. Oh, audience. I was calling it the LinkedIn ad network. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, imagine going from LinkedIn and seeing an ad and you are one targeted. You would then go other places and start seeing that ad on social media or on whoever is a part of the LinkedIn ad network, news sites. Again, these are relationships behind the scenes, but LinkedIn is saying, hey, we're going to now list you out on third-party partners. Well, and the thing that I like about this, I mean, for one, it's an opportunity to retarget people that aren't on LinkedIn as often. Like maybe they engage with your ad on LinkedIn and then they only sign in once a month. Well, now you can reach them on other websites. And I'm not a paid ads expert, but on YouTube and Facebook ads, you can sort of designate, okay, yes, I don't want to be associated with these categories or things like that. But LinkedIn, I think, is the first network that's just come out and say, yeah, even though you said you couldn't find them. (laughs) I was trying to find some who I thought were part of what they're calling the brand safety hub because they're trying to, like you said, say if I was going to use their LinkedIn audience network, I would want to specify, hey, I am not associated with these movements or these things or whatever you want to create boundaries for safety. Yeah. And that was kind of my understanding is they're the first one that kind of has come out and say, yeah, you know, you can literally see everything. Now, most people aren't going to go through a giant list as that grows, but it was kind of a, a new level of transparency. And then LinkedIn also updated something, what they're calling company commitments, where they're going to show on job listings. So kind of update us on what these company commitments are. Well, I will just immediately say, like, I don't necessarily work with a ton of job seekers, but what I interpret this as is being able to filter and be able to look at job listings and filter for different, and I'd have to go in to figure out whether it be work-life balance commitments, career growth commitments, all of the diversity DEI commitments they have made. And I think that's just a way for you to start filtering out what you want in a career and a company going forward. Tell me if I got that right. (laughs) Yeah, well, I love this tool in general because for years now, all of us in some way sort of vote with our wallets, if you will. We support companies that we have similar values and younger generations will sometimes pay double to buy something from a company that their values are aligned. And I think, you know, especially over the last few years when post-pandemic where we've all rethought a lot of things in our life. We want to work for those companies. And so I think this is a cool opportunity from that standpoint to, you know, if you are representing any brands on LinkedIn, then go in and add the values because it really is the kind of thing I think that can increase sales, recruitment if you do that, all of those different things. So one of the biggest pain points on LinkedIn, I think for years is when you are trying to research somebody, cyber stalk them, whatever it might be, you know, on any other platform. You can go to their profile and you can literally scroll until eternity and learn all about them, right? But on LinkedIn, it's focused, you know, for years on just sort of their resume. And then you can click see activity and it's kind of a crowded place, but they're kind of making that tab a little bit more friendly for those of us that are maybe prospecting potential customers and clients. So talk to us about this update. Ooh, I'm excited. But something I forgot to say about what we just talked about, the I'm interested button. Basically, the ability when you do go to these LinkedIn pages that you can click I'm interested. And the power of that is adding up more ways to have touch points with companies because just applying just doesn't feel like enough. I mean, we feel like we're just in a funnel with like 100,000 people who also applied. So again, taking early action on new features is always important. So taking advantage of the I'm interested button is important. 
So if you click, I'm interested on a job, basically the recruiter will be notified. And just being, I'm interested in that company. Mm. Oh, okay. So being able to have an overall, not just that job, but being like, I really want to touch all the buttons I possibly can to be like, yes, please look at me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so better search results now with the content, especially if you're kind of like researching a person. Talk to us about that. Yes, basically the ability to go back in time and see all of a creator's content is impossible. But now we can filter. If you want to watch all of my past videos, you can click on videos and scroll to my very first video easily within seconds. So it's creating a grid of visuals so you can filter for images, see all my image posts, document Mm. posts, scroll all of those. It becomes more of a resource and access because before, if you wanted to see all of my posts, you were going to scroll for like 30 minutes, an hour. And it's just exhausting to try to like figure out where and how to even get to the beginning. Right. People wouldn't do it. No. How are you going to get to content from five years ago? You're not. Yeah. Now you can. Well, and I always say bingers are buyers. And so this is kind of good to know that, you know, if you've got a library of content up there, if somebody is checking out your company or your brand, there's an opportunity for them to literally go from just discovering you to watching a bunch of content and all of a sudden it's like, where do I put my credit card in or whatever it might be? I have to say someone sent me a screenshot of a one page sheet. They went and watched all my original videos from five years ago. And then they sent me a direct message and they basically said, here's a picture of all my notes, like a cheat sheet page of every note they took from all the advice I gave for five years of those videos. And they sent me a screenshot and I was like, that is so cool. Did it include their credit card number? Because clearly this person is in love with you at that point, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, here's the heart. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just said, I, I'm a fan forever. And I was like, that's awesome. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. It, even if they never buy, what if they told 10 of their friends? And what if, yeah, exactly. That's all the world works. Yeah. And another way to get noticed that you kind of brought up and you noticed, and you sent me a screenshot of what I looked like when you did this is improving the way things look in search when somebody searches for somebody on LinkedIn. So talk to us, about, I mean, obviously on the podcast, we can't show anybody, but talk to us about that. You get to be descriptive. I can visually describe the yes. feeling of, so, <laughs> so when you go on <laughs> LinkedIn and you click on the magnifying glass to search and you type in Jerry Potter, you type in Judy Fox obviously do it for both of us. (laughs) But basically, Jerry Potter, you type his name in and you are given this one page clickable kind of landing image that doesn't give us all the things and distractions, but immediately I can click follow, connect, the bell, subscribe to his newsletter. And it's all right there in one beautiful visual landing moment. And I didn't even have to click all the way into his profile, which is amazing. And that is a totally different experience than the past on LinkedIn. It's almost like a billboard pops up for you. If you go to somebody's profile, sometimes it can be overwhelming. Yes. But it's a big step up from just your name, your title, and your picture kind of thing, which was what you'd normally see in search results. Yes. And obviously, you want to figure out how you can have enough of a unique name. That's the power of connecting with people and creating all these relationships because the more people, when they search for you, LinkedIn will assume you're the person they're searching for. Yeah. So your growth is connected to what people see when they type your name in. So good job, Jerry Potter. Okay. (laughs) 
And then this is a feature that not everybody is going to get, but it definitely sounds intriguing. One of the things that I really like about LinkedIn is that they're really the only social network that said, look, we know you're going to link people to other places off of LinkedIn and it's okay. We get it. And so this is a new thing where you're going to be able to sort of customize a call to action button. Is that the best way to describe it or kind of talk us through what this is? Yes. So when you are on a LinkedIn company page, it'll say something like visit website and it's a button that is similar to the follow button, the connect button. All these are visual buttons. Right now on people's profiles, if you look at my profile, I have a external link at the top of my profile that sends people to my 20 LinkedIn post prompts. And that is an external link. However, what they're talking about doing is allowing me to turn that into a button and not just have a line right there. So the choices, now I have to make sure it is how many choices? One, two, three, four, five, six choices that I see. I counted them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's unique. Like I'm trying to feel out, it hasn't rolled out to me yet. So I haven't been faced with this difficult decision to go button, <laughs> which button, <laughs> or to use keywords for me, a valuable, clickable, customized phrase. Yeah. I'm going to stick at this point with my 20 LinkedIn post prompts because you know what you're going to get. Okay. Versus shifting over to these custom called action. If they could let me type 20 LinkedIn post prompts as my custom called action button. Right. But it sounds like they're already pre-framed. Yeah, Facebook business pages have a similar thing, but if their buttons don't make sense for you, then you don't get to write your enticing title. Yes. So they have visit my store, visit my website, view my portfolio, visit my blog, request a consultation, and sign up for a demo or the six it sounds like they're rolling out right now. It's just rolling out and being tested with a small group of people, and they're all LinkedIn premium members. So that's another piece that you're going to need to have in order to have that there as well. Yeah. Am I allowed to give the community my opinion, my advice? (laughs) Of course. That's why you're here. I would say these are not optimized for clicking. They're just not for the mindset of why someone would want to go and leave LinkedIn. I would probably still stick with whatever phrase you can come up with is going to be potentially more powerful than visit my store. That's just about you. Yeah. Do you see the difference where I'm like, I'd rather click on 20 LinkedIn post prompts or something from Jerry that says, get my something or other opt-in for, get my five tips to level up your social media. I'm just giving you something, Jerry, there. (laughs) Okay, cool. Let me go create that. (laughs) And that's just it. You could have visit my blog or using some of the creator tools where you can have stuff in your featured section. You could have links to the key blog posts that you know get people to sort of start to fall in love with you or become buyers or, you know, whatever it might be. So yeah, it's there. It may not be the best thing. I think this may fall more on the sort of the job prospect thing. Like, you know, view my portfolio would make sense for a graphic designer. What about view my resume? That would be pretty cool. That would be an obvious one for LinkedIn to yes. have. <laughs> Wouldn't it be scroll down and read my resume though? At Maybe, that point? It's kind of but already, yeah, I mean, some there. people have some really great websites where they showcase their design work, whatever their project work has been, they have a website yeah. for that. So, And that's why I like that portfolio one. So oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, just a quick reminder, you can sign up for our Web3 for Beginners course to unlock all of the amazing opportunities that are coming with Web3 for marketers, um, go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash Web3 course. Three is the number three. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash Web3 course to get started. Judy, where can we discover more about you? 
J-U-D-I-F-O-X is my name. And you can find me on LinkedIn or go to judyfox.com and find a list of all my socials so we can hang out all over the place. And we appreciate you being here with us today. If you want to add another podcast to your listening lineup, a couple for you to check out. One, the Social Media Marketing Podcast, as well as the Web3 Business Podcast. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.